save from Damien's Subway Tiled French Bathroom. It's an ESG Monday Roundup Business Pants. And if you're wondering why Damien's not here, it's because he's in a French tiled bathroom somewhere, obviously. I'm joined, as always, by absolutely nobody. And I am full of BS. Yeah, Damien's on vacation. Are the Data Queens on vacation? Jesse the Monday Whisperer's on vacation. Everybody's on vacation. Nobody wants to be here. So it's just me. And just me says in today's Argentine celebration called December 19th, 2022, it's an Elon speed round. Some tidbits from the weekend. And our first taste, just the taste of our global board power rankings from Board Saber Metrics. If you're wondering what that is, then you don't listen to the show and how dare you. But let's just get to this because Lord knows I do not want to spend a lot of time on this. Out of the gate, it's our weekend Elon bowel movement. Here are the headlines, the all Elon headlines in order just from the weekend. First up, Elon Musk responds to a Twitter user saying Jeff Bezos copies every business move the billionaire makes. Says maybe it's a coincidence. Apparently, that's newsworthy. He responded to something about Jeff Bezos that he didn't. It's just get off of Twitter. Second, Twitter reinstates some accounts of suspended journalists. And that after a lot of backlash about suspending the journalist account in the first place and a poll in which he asked people whether or not he should. The next headline, Twitter plans to remove tweets promoting rival social media platforms. He actually is no longer going to allow you to tweet a link to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any social media platform that is a rival of Twitter. Said creators everywhere. And last up. And by last, I mean there's still three more. Twitter plans to remove... Oh, I said that one. Elon Musk asks Twitter users if he should replace himself as CEO. He says this in a tweet. He says, I will abide by the result. And then the last headline is Twitter poll results. Elon Musk told to quit as chief executive. Yes, that's right. Elon Musk was asked by his... Legions of fans on Twitter to quit as the CEO of Twitter. Now, whether or not he actually abides is still unclear. Last tweets suggested that he doesn't have a suitable, nobody wants the job, he said. He doesn't have a successor, he said. Um, but in other news, Twitter is and always has been pointless and stupid. Moving on to some actual interesting news different idiots featured in them in dystopia news over the weekend here's the headline the kid adult market is booming in the toy industry there was a report suggesting that 14 percent of the toy market is made up of adults up 19 percent in the last year here's some examples of what we're talking about now i thought this meant just like when you go out you buy like a super mario you know, doll to put on your bookshelf background for all your Zoom calls. But no, Mattel's American Girl Cafe added more adult fare, 
like beet and goat cheese salads and cocktails and Bloody Marys after seeing adults show up without children. There is A, an American Girl Doll Cafe, and B, adults go there without any kids. Actually, Build-A-Bear announced that 40% of its total sales in the last year came from adults, up from 20% in 2012. Build-A-Bear! What are we doing, people? Speaking of fake things, here's another headline. The Metaverse Experience to Sway Real-World Travel Choices in 2023. That's out of Cointelegraph. Now, Cointelegraph is a crypto-focused publication. They love all NFT-y, crypto-y things. And they forgot to mention... The following line from the survey that they quoted, quote, while this sounds exciting, it's not enough to dissuade the majority of travelers, 60%, who agree that virtual travel isn't as fulfilling as being there in person. No shit. Virtual travel is not as interesting as going to a place. I'm guessing it was all the um, kid adults who want to virtual travel with their Build-A-Bears. That would be my guess. In the, the same uh, kid adults that are probably doing this, here's the headline, Enraged Worries That Generative AI Chat GPT Spurs Students to Vastly Cheat When Writing Essays Spawns Spellbound Attention for AI Ethics and AI Law. Apparently, college and high school students are using chat GPT to write papers for them. Ah. Just let that sink in. Imagine if you could interact with your cliff notes and just ask it to write the paper for you. Learning was always overrated anyway. I mean, didn't we all just get cliff notes? I'm, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. The cliff notes was the thing. Moving on to woke stakeholder news. Growing obesity crisis in the U.S. prompts CDC to expand body mass index charts for severely overweight kids. That's right. What that headline is suggesting is that the CDC is now releasing charts with higher BMIs just to keep up with the children who were off the charts, which is really bad news since a Friday study released by the cons- by Consumer Reports here is the headline from that. 23 of 28 dark chocolate bars tested have high lead cadmium levels. So... Not only are you scoring off the charts, but you you might be full of lead and cadmium. I don't know what cadmium does, but it does not sound good. Uh, in other news, another terrible dystopian stakeholder-y news, global coal use is on course to hit all-time high this year, the IEA says. All right, let's just do a, little, a quick backtrack on coal. There is evidence that the Romans used coal as a primary fuel source in 100 A.D., it goes dates back 10,000 years. Humanity's been using coal for a really long time, but the Romans switched from wood fire to coal fire. At that time, when they figured that out, there were an estimated 200 million people on Earth, million people on Earth. Women married at age of 12 and had zero economic or legal rights. The earliest version of a vending machine was re- released at the time, and it actually dispensed holy water. You'd put a coin in, and it would shoot some water at you, so you you got blessed by Jesus. Books were invented right around that century. 
actual books. 75% of babies survived their first year, meaning 25% did not. And in China, they invented the wheelbarrow. And now, in 2022, we are using the same exact fuel to stay warm? Are you kidding me? It's been 2,000 years. We can't invent something else. I am recording on a computer made of silicon chips, sending it into the atmosphere. I don't even know. I couldn't even explain this technology to a Roman. And we're still using the same exact rocks to, to warm us up and power our houses. That is not only insane, but it makes me wonder why this headline came out also over the weekend. NASA cancels climate change satellite to monitor greenhouse gases. They maintain their commitment to studying climate change, but they canceled the satellite to study climate change. And we're using coal at rates never seen before. Are are we all insane? Is it just a bunch of kid adults in charge? First of all, I think we need to lean deeply into kid adults. I, there's, I didn't realize that was a thing, but now I want to know everything about them. Let's wrap the weekend headlines in CEO rules, CEOs rule news. Um, here's a headline for you. Salesforce co-CEO says employees hired in pandemic have low productivity. Now, just in case you're wondering, the co-CEO they're, they're quoting here is co-CEO number one, Mark Benioff who sent Slack messages to his HR department wondering why his remote employees aren't working so hard. And this comes, as it turns out, right after co-CEO number two might also have not been working that hard because he was distracted as the chair of Twitter and he was so busy distracted by leaving because he had 7% influence to co-CEO number one, 60% board influence. There is no such thing as co-CEOs. There are no co-popes, co-presidents, Co the co thing doesn't doesn't work so well. There's always one. There's there it's like the Highlander. There can only be one. Here's another CEO headline: CEOs who resist America's growing union wave are making a huge mistake in the war for talent. The companies that they talk about in this article are Starbucks, Apple, Amazon, and Chipotle. Now, one thing strikes me about the first three: unionization has always been a problem in like retail industries, like uh, retail restaurant, like uh, fast food chains, uh, retail clothes. The lowest level employee tends to want to unionize. But Apple and Amazon are at the forefront of unionizing at the like programmer level, at the non-retail in your face level. It's like the back end people who are very upset about it too. And Google already experienced this. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you're out there as a CEO saying unions are a bad thing, it's not working for you. It's not. Because every place that you say unions are a bad thing, you know what's happening? Unions. Just embrace it. Just say, hey, employees want to unionize. We will work with them to see what we can do. And leave it at that. Why say more? And speaking of saying more... A long expose came out this weekend. Bob Iger versus Bob Chapek inside the Disney coup. It's a Wall Street Journal article. It details with some level of uh, granularity the behind the scenes workings of Iger's boomerang CEOing 
And here are some choice quotes. After Don't Say Gay, um, quote, one option they considered, gay being the board, was replacing Mr. Chapik with board member Mark Parker, a former longtime head of Nike Inc., as an interim CEO while the board hunted for a successor. They were about to tap one of their own, a board member, Mark Parker, who is ex-CEO of Nike, to sit as the interim CEO of Disney. And then... In June, quote, Disney's board instead renewed Mr. Chapik's contract through 2024 in a unanimous vote. Two directors, Mr. Parker and Mary Barra, General Motors CEO, had been reluctant to go along. So they renewed Chapik, but they were reluctant and the board forced them to as a show of uh, force. They thought actually... Uh, Bald Bob would feel better about himself if it was unanimous vote. So they wanted it to be unanimous. And then later in October, board members, quote, board members, Safra Katz, Amy Chang, Calvin McDonald, and Derek Rice grilled Mr. Chapik over the company's poor performance. And that was after they released a staggering $1.7 billion loss in Disney+. Plus. Instead of doing a postmortem on Disney, though, Wall Street Journal, you could have just called us up. Because here's a taste from our board power rankings, our board saber metrics. This is breaking news. We know everything. All right. The board members mentioned in this article that got Chapik ousted included Susan Arnold, the board chair, and one of very few board chairs that have more influence than the CEO when there's no founder or family members present. As in the board chair by themselves, just being the board chair, they're more, they have more influence inside that boardroom than the CEO does. That doesn't happen very often. Arnold had a, according to our metrics, influence 17.4% influence to Chapik 17.1%. Now it might not sound like a massive difference and it's not, but the fact is anything Anytime, it's very rare in our data that we ever see a CEO on the board who doesn't have more influence than every other board member. It just doesn't happen that much. She's also, not coincidentally, the head of the nominating committee, along with Mark Parker, who is on the nominating committee, Amy Chang on the nominating committee, Derricka Rice on the nominating committee. And Derricka Rice, by our metrics, he ranks seven in the world for global power rankings. And let me explain what that means. The global power rankings take into account how influential you are on your board and how influential your friends are on all the boards they sit on. So what we did was every director has an influence number for the board they sit on. Say I sit on a board and I have 10% of that board's influence and there's 10 board members. It's great. It's a very democratic board. We all have 10%. Say that company's a $100 billion company. That's amazing. I get credited with $10 billion worth of influence. I take my influence number times the market cap of the board I sit on. That's great. But the question that we're answering is not just how influential I am or how much power I might own by myself, but how powerful my network is. So now I look at any other boards that I sit on and all of my friends in, a, in two degrees away from me and say, Let's add in all of my friends' power to me. How powerful am I? And Derek Rice on the Disney board, his, his power was seventh in the world. And just to give you like a board market cap value uh, relativity here, Ron Sugar, who is 
currently, according to our metrics, the number one powerful board member in the world. If you've never heard of him, he's on the board of Apple. He's on the board of Amgen. He's on the board of Uber. He's the board. He's the guy you've never heard of who's making decisions about all the stuff that you either love or hate. He has the equivalent of $122 trillion in market cap between himself and his friends in power. Derek Rice, um, relative to Ron Sugar, seventh in the world, has the equivalent of $59 trillion in market cap between him and his friends. So the disgruntled board members at Disney who were grilling Chapik, who wanted him replaced, who came together and very quickly voted him out and just brought in Iger. They represent $199.9 trillion in global board power. He pissed off. Chapek managed to piss off the most powerful board members externally. Those are people who have powerful networks, command a tremendous amount of market cap. They are incredibly powerful board members. And internally, Susan Arnold had more influence than he did. The majority of the board's influence was stacked against him. He did not have any sway, and he did it successfully and got himself absolutely shit-canned. That's all I got for today. That's more than enough. Tomorrow, I've got some corporate theater. You're going to love it. On Wednesday, I'm going to do a short, woke Wednesday. And Thursday, hopefully, if anybody's still listening or out there, we're going to have Ari, the data queen, and Jesse, the money whisperer, on. And we are going to do some really fantastic year roundup stuff. Year in review before Damien comes back and we do predictions for next year. But that won't be until next year. These are our last few days. So enjoy them while they last. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.